Go. Nice. That helps me align the tracks. I, I believe you. I'm all, I got mine. I'm all for it. Go. I thought we were breaking. <laughs> there was a play and I missed it. That's right. No, no plays. No plays. No plays. How are you, Mark? I am well, thanks. And you? I am well as well. Glad to hear it. Mm -hmm. Yes. So what's the status of your kingdom this morning? Mm, it's a mighty but small one. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to How I See It with me, Mark Pratt, and Justin Sternberg. This is a podcast that works to counter cultural polarization through thoughtful conversations. Yeah, so... <laughs> How's that for a transition? That's, uh, that's... I'll give it a C, C plus. Yeah, it wasn't much of a transition. It was, it was something. It was quick. It was, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're talking... We're talking about the kingdom today, mm. um, and what does that mean for, I mean, really believers, people who um, are trying to live for 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 the kingdom of God, or, you know, there's so many ways we say that. Living mm. for God is just an example that people say, or, you know, being a light on the hill, salt of the earth, those mm. kinds of things. There's, there's lots of metaphors that the Bible uses um, for this, but... Um, Uniquely, we're going to speak of the idea of the kingdom, his kingdom, and, uh, you know, other ones, right? Sure. Um, <clears throat> Thinking on that, and when you think of his kingdom, our kingdom, how often would you say you reflect on yourself, whether you're part of a kingdom or in your own realm, how often do you reflect on that for you personally? Hmm. I, I mean, I feel like, uh, I would say some, somewhat often, but I feel like it comes up in my mind a lot when we do this podcast and we, mm. I feel like we've even referenced that. <laughs> what? Speaking of that, we forgot to pray this morning. Oh, but that's yeah. A, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But I guess that's the part that comes to my mind is how often do we actually think about ourselves as being part of an operational kingdom with a king, right. with, ser you know, us being servants. And that. it's just yeah. it's just a thought that crosses my yeah. mind in that process, because I think we can lose sight yeah. of that. I know I can, excuse mm -hmm. me, I can lose sight of that at times. And recognized that, okay, yeah, this this is a, a unique thought. Yeah. I Yeah, that's a good question. I'd like to turn back to you. Like, do you, is this a, a personal point of, um, you know, devotion, right? Like kind of mm -hmm. a thought that comes to mind for you. And what kinds of things trigger, trigger those thoughts for you? Hmm. I think, I mean, for me, definitely in the morning, I am aware that I want to start the day. If if I'm recognizing that I'm a servant of God in this greater kingdom for his good, 
there is that part of me that seeks to spend time with him each morning in such a way that seeks the direction for his life. And sometimes I'll go so far as to, you know, write that down in my journal that, you know, your king, your, your, you reign in my personal life today. You're king. I desire to do what you would have me to do. And that's a part of my, you know, kind of daily morning routine mm -hmm. that tries to keep that perspective in yeah. mind. But I'll, I'll admit, I, I don't, I'm not, well, I'm not, I was going to say I'm not able. As of yet, I'm not always willing to hold on to that throughout the entire day. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's, that's the part that I think is, and, and I think it's going to be different for everyone. Cause some people, if I may say, I mean, of course, I'm, some people aren't even going to acknowledge that there is such a thing. Right. As the spiritual realm, this kingdom. But for me personally, I recognize it. It's a matter of how I go about holding on to it or I go about recognizing his kingdom versus the kingdom that I desire to build here on earth, mm -hmm. which I believe, you know, what we do here on earth can have great impact on the greater yeah. kingdom of God. But it's just, it's just, uh, I will call it a, a wrestling, if you will, mm -hmm. that I you know, fall in and out of throughout the process of a day. And depending on how busy my day is, mm -hmm. depending on where I'm at in my day, you know, where I'm working, what I'm doing, I think it, it makes it easier or harder based on my circumstances. What about you? Yeah, that makes sense. I, I think, yeah, similarly for me in the sense that when it comes to, um, acknowledging and recognizing that a lot of my prayers are selfish prayers and ultimately mm. i i want what's right for the kingdom versus my kingdom or whatever mm -hmm. so that that's i think that's a pretty common theme uh for me uh in in the quiet time that i have um i also think uh, it makes me think a lot about quote-unquote celebrities christian celebrities even mm. in um, I, I recently listened to the fall of Mars Hill podcast, which sure. is just a really excellent podcast, kind of talking about the whole Mars Hill thing and, um, Mark Driscoll's kind of influence over just so many people. And a lot of what he did, he did, did in the name of God's kingdom. Right. Okay. Sure. And there was a lot of fallout and a lot of pain. And I also, you know, I'm, I look at that whole situation from, you know, the opposite coast <laughs> a mm. decade later or whatever, sure. a different perspective and just say, like, I think God uses, you know, fallible people to do his infallible work. Sure. And so I do see his kingdom was grown through that movement. Sure. And there's, there's undeniable proof of that. I also see a lot of fallout and a lot of pain and damage. And the truth is, had God... um brought some of those people to a different church let's say the same number of people were brought into his kingdom or became aware of his kingdom or you know decided to finally start doing something about his kingdom right mm -hmm. through 50 different churches instead of the one mm -hmm. um i i kind of wonder how many of them would have fallout at this point anyway because sure. we're human and, and every institution is full of humans and 
in the church is uh, a non-negotiable in God's kingdom, and yet mm-hmm. it is full of fallible people messing up all the time. Mm-hmm. And what the Bible says is that he's going to maintain his church through all of history, because if he did it, mm-hmm. we would destroy it. We've tried so many times, right? Like sure. we've we've built monstrosities we call church and then they fall apart and a new generation comes in and replaces it you think of martin luther you Mm. think about you know the reformation that whole thing you think about even when the catholic church was built in the beginning right that was kind of the initial like growth of a big version of Mm. the church right a Mm -hmm. kingdom um and you think about like the various denominations that have come out over time as they say you know what the the churches that exist are not you know, speaking to this specific thing uh, mm-hmm. well enough. So we need to start a new church that focuses on that, that tenant, whatever that is. Sure. Right? So baptism for Baptists or whatever. And there, there are other things. Um, Let alone the tendency to go to a non-denominational that tends right. to right. throw all of that away, not away, but, you know, desire to disregard much of that yeah. in such a way that says, okay, yeah, we don't want to be about that one thing quite so much. Yeah, yeah, yep. And I would think most non-denominational churches would say, no, we are about the one thing that matters, right? Mm. Like, we're getting back to the core of Mm. what matters. Now, every non-denominational church Mm. has its own flavor and its own bent and has its own specific, you know, missions and all that. And so they do focus on things specifically, whether whether it's part of their creed or not. Um, But yeah. Thinking of all of those things in Mark Driscoll, it just gets a little fuzzy in terms of mm. it's. And then you think about the verses that talk about stewardship, right? Okay. Sure. And there's this parable that Jesus tells where, the, you know, the master leaves a sum of money in three different servants' mm. hands, right? Sure. And he goes away for a period of time, several years. Yep. Then comes back and says, okay, what'd you do with the money I gave you? And one mm-hmm. servant said, well, I buried it so no one could steal it. And here it is right back to you. You know, and the next one said, well, I I get, I get risked a little bit and I, I basically doubled your money, you know. Mm-hmm. And the, the third one said, well, I, what is it, 10x, 5x, something mm-hmm. like that. His money. And of course, the reward was for the, the greater risk. And the one that simply buried it out of fear was... Mm-hmm essentially you know bashed for it or you know sure. like uh punished yeah and so there's this idea in in the bible that we are meant to, to take what he's given us the talents mm-hmm. and i think it's it's kind of interesting mm-hmm. how no right doubt. the wording the, the word right kind sure. of played out over history where talents in the bible was a literal form of currency sure back in i guess maybe king james time i don't know a while ago or yeah at some point mm-hmm. they, there was a word called talents used for mm-hmm. a sum of money like a, a shekel yeah. or any other yeah form of currency yeah. sure but it's it's interesting how you know over the years in english talents also represents our t- talents yeah, our right? abilities our abilities yeah sure and so that metaphor just really works nicely mm-hmm. for people who english speakers right it's like, exactly oh, talents yeah we're not supposed to waste our talents <laughs> you yeah know? we're not supposed to bury them we're supposed to use them and, and and you know leverage them and um and i think that i guess wrapping it all back into the personal kingdom i think there's an aspect to taking what he's given us and leveraging it mm. um the key in that story was one was afraid and didn't mm-hmm. do anything with it. And the others 
you know, doubled or tripled or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they did it to double his money, not not to not to mm-hmm. somehow skim off the top or build their personal kingdom. It was about I want to do with my master's money what is mm-hmm. best for him. Sure, you know, and so I think it it can be fuzzy, but I don't think it has to be. So help me understand that in our in our modern day dynamic, as you see investing. Not in a, well, investing your, as you look at investing your talents. Yeah. Where, where would you say if you, if I might, where is that line drawn for you personally, as far as leverage, we can think of leverage as a, as the ability to lift something we wouldn't be able to lift Hmm. by ourselves. But then we can also, I think leveraging can almost have a negative connotation. Yeah. Depending on almost a use of. Yeah. Where would you say that line is drawn? How do you draw that line personally in that leveraging dynamic? Well, I think it kind of comes back to where we started, which was, Mm. what do you do to remember the kingdom, Mark? And what do I, you know, Mm -hmm. I would say if, if that thought rarely crosses your mind, there's, you know, or my mind, there's a chance I'm not, I'm kind of missing that, Mm. um, and probably leveraging what he's given me for my own kingdom. You know, mm-hmm. is that fair? I don't know. Um, but as far as where do you draw the line? Because, mm-hmm. um, well, I'm thinking of the Mark Driscoll type dynamic. Mm. How, do, how, what, what is too far? In other words, I, re- I recognize we're fallible. And so therefore, um, I, th- I think of it in a in a context of zeal. A person can be so zealous that they lose sight of how their desire tends to minimize the value of people. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure that's part of that's a that's a healthy part of God's kingdom. But yeah, I think we can get so zealous at times that we lose sight of that. I yeah. I even think of Paul, you know, and his, you know, his, his, um, not, not consuming, but, you know, his initial, his transformation. He said, you know, basically that persecuting, that's the word I was looking for, persecuting, you know, early Christians was something he did zealously. Mm-hmm. And yet he recognized, yes, yes, for his original viewpoint of kingdom. Mm -hmm. And then when his transformation, when he was blinded, that kind of thing by the light, you know, that, that transformed. And I'm just, I guess that's where I'm thinking of it. It's like, okay, I think for me, it does come down to a daily reflection because I can get, I can admit, I can get caught up in building my kingdom here on earth. And I'm not saying people who are more spiritual than I can't necessarily build their kingdom on earth in a way that completely glorifies God's kingdom. Mm -hmm. But I think there are, in our humanness, that's something we need to be mindful of. Mm -hmm. And I I guess that's where I'm, and I'm, I'm just thinking about it because at times we, even if we look back at David, he built a kingdom but then he went to the point of his kingdom, 
He grew his kingdom to the point that it was about his comfort. He was no longer working in service, and therefore it was another member of his kingdom, Bathsheba, if you will, as in his moment of, hey, I need to take a break. I've built this kingdom. I'm going to stay back and just kind of enjoy this. And that was part of his downfall where Bathsheba was concerned. Mm-hmm. You know, and I guess that's where I'm, I'm thinking about it to serve the kingdom well from a lifetime perspective. Mm-hmm. And I think even as Americans, we can definitely come into this. Okay. I've been given these talents in a, in a uh, work environment occupationally. And, but yet at times my goal can be to reach retirement and I'm going to take a break. And I think at times we can lose influence at that point because it's about, okay, I've achieved it. Or the, or even the man in the Bible who talks about the building a bigger barn. Hmm. And I guess that's this kind of stuff that's coming to my mind is how do we continue to create or build God's kingdom with God's help? I think that's a part of it too, that it's not us doing it alone for our glory. Yeah. And yet I think in our humanness, we can get caught up in that comfort, if you will. That's just uh, this, as we're as we're walking through this this morning. I guess that's a little bit. Of, now you can bring it back and bring some clarity to that. As I've just kind of. Mm-hmm. Well, you definitely mean think of a couple of things, but the the bigger barn thing, that mm-hmm. parable is. I'm gonna try and paraphrase it. And you yeah. correct me, or, or I get it wrong. But essentially, I think it's this idea that this this man was given some talents in mm-hmm. in the terms of some. Uh, assets. Maybe it was a, he inherited some good assets. I don't know. Maybe he's just a good, shrewd businessman or whatever. Sure. And he got to the point where he said, man, this little kingdom I'm building is working out pretty well. What I need to do next is build this really big storehouse to store mm-hmm. all my goodies. And um, and you would think that doesn't sound like a bad thing. Like, you know, save, you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot, those are a lot, there's a lot of principles in there that I think get, lo- you know, can get confused with other good principles. But mm-hmm. essentially what I think the parable is talking about is this idea that I'm going to build my kingdom and God, you, you do your thing. I'm going to do my thing Mm -hmm. and essentially saying, I'm going to do this regardless of whatever God's plans are. And he said, good luck with that. You know, essentially Mm -hmm. like we don't have that option to disregard God's kingdom because his supersedes ours. Mm -hmm. And if you do things without regard for his kingdom, there's a, you know, very good mm-hmm. chance that you'll start becoming misaligned in the principles of mm-hmm. his, his truth will start working against you. Um, that was kind of my take of that. Sure. Parallel, is it, is, yeah, no, that's anything? that. Yeah. It's to the point of basically, okay, I've, I, I'll say I've from that person's viewpoint, I've built this up. I'm going to build the next one even bigger and then I'll just be able to kick back yeah. and enjoy the rest of my yeah. life. Yeah, and it, the other thing I was thinking about too is you were saying how do you how how do you keep from going over the line and you know mm-hmm. basically I think one thing that is comforting for me is that there is no line that will mess up God's kingdom. 
Mm, okay. You know, yeah. In, in that, you know, you can look at this whole Mark Driscoll and Mars Hill thing and go, well, clearly there is because that, you know, mm. disenfranchised a lot of people. So the word deconst- deconstructing our faith, you know, that's mm-hmm. a, that that kind of came out of that movement is this idea of getting back to the fundamentals and or discarding it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, th- I definitely think, there, again, there's some fallout there, but I also believe that a there was a big very large move of god where people came to him through the ministries of that church mm-hmm. and b the fallout is not the end of the story sure and you know i've been involved in celebrate recovery for so many years and hearing testimony after testimony you know every other week right <laughs> just so many opportunities seeing so many opportunities where god turned you know, ashes into beauty mm-hmm. and fall out into, you know, a new structure, mm. a new thing, you know what sure. I mean? And so I, I guess I'm not worried about that part. Mm. And some people might be like, what's wrong with you or whatever. I'm just saying like, I've, I've seen enough proof to know that God mm. can use the garbage stuff mm-hmm. to then, what, uh, what we call garbage. Yeah. 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 To, to turn into beauty. And so, mm-hmm. um, so all that being said, like in terms of how do I not cross the line and mess up his kingdom, I guess I'm, I'm not worried about messing up his kingdom. I'm just worried about missing the boat. Sure. You know what I mean? Like I want to be part of that kingdom because that is the forever kingdom. That's, you mm. know, and that's what he's he's called us to. We are citizens of that kingdom. Uh, if I go off and do my own thing, build my storehouses and re- retire, like that boat's mm. going to keep moving and I won't be on it. Now, I don't think that translates into you know, mm-hmm. uh, salvation and I lost my salvation and I won't make it to heaven. I think it just kind of miss, it's like burying the, the talents he mm. gave me and sitting on them and versus using the, the leverage that yeah. he's given me. Um, and I guess that's where I'm coming from. I'm not, you know, for, for me, I guess if I was answering my own question on the line, I think there would be an aspect of sensitivity to that. Yeah. Being aware that it could happen. That it could happen. That it's a possibility. And that, you know, because I I think when I reflect on, you know, my kingdom, and I I think at times I would dare say my kingdom can be in conflict with God's kingdom, even if I don't necessarily recognize it. Because I think when I think about God and his kingdom, he's a good king. And therefore, what he provides is sufficient for me daily. You follow me in mm-hmm. that context? And I think our t- when, when my mind starts shifting, I start thinking about my provision, providing for myself for years to come. Kind of like the guy with the barn. Mm-hmm. It's about self-sufficiency. Mm-hmm at that point versus and preservation. Yes. Yeah. And I'm and I'm starting to think about okay, mm-hmm. the obstacles in life and recognizing okay, how can I insulate myself from those things? And how can I predict the market if you will in such a way that I can just continue to maintain this lifestyle indefinitely. Yeah. Until I run out of energy. Yeah. And I, I think that's where, you know, I guess that's where I would use that line dynamic is where does that shift? How does that trans, uh, how does that become 
part of my thinking that I transition from this, okay, God, every day is your bread is given to me, you know, to this point of, okay, no, God, you, you go over there. I got this from here and I can provide myself indefinitely. And you just take care of other people. Not that I would want to go there, but you understand it. Mm-hmm. I can, I guess I see that as a possibility mm-hmm. and I want to be mindful of that. Yeah. Well, even in that parable, I think he provides an answer after, right? Mm-hmm. He said, when you make these plans, say, if the Lord wills, right? Something like that. Uh, that's. I think that's more of the, uh, I'm thinking of the, the, is it Peter or Timothy, where he's talking about go here and make some money. And that's where it says, and the next part is, no, you should say, if it's the mm-hmm. Lord's will, we'll yeah. go here and we'll do this because what is your life but a vapor? I think it's First Peter 4, mm-hmm. 17 in that range. Uh, don't don't quote me on that. Yeah. But it's, you know, what? who are you and what is your life? You're but a vapor. Yeah. And it's the person that doesn't do what he knows he should do that is sin. Mm-hmm. You follow me? And mm-hmm. I think the parable is about... You know, it it kind of ends in that part. You fool you. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you think you know, and you but your very life may be taken from you tomorrow. Gotcha. Yeah, and it's like it's still kind of that vapor dynamic. Yeah. But yeah, it's I think those are a little bit separate gotcha. from my perspective. Yeah, I couldn't remember, but yeah, thank you. Yeah. The, and if there's any fact checkers listening, <laughs> you can fix all of our file references. But the principles are there, right? And the, the, this idea that yes, you know, you planning your own kingdom is is not guaranteed to succeed. It's also not guaranteed to fail. And I, that's not what the point of the parable was. It was just separate separation from you know what yeah. he's doing is. Um, the other thing I was thinking about too with the Mark Driscoll thing, um, like I think it was it was I want to say it was Paul. Okay, and they said you know the, these other people are preaching in Jesus' name. Hmm. Is, what should we do about them? He said, well, if they're you know for us, they're not against us, right? Hmm. That kind of idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and is he wasn't willing to declassify them to say no, mm-hmm. they're not. They're not acceptable preachers of the gospel because X, Y, or Z. He said, mm-hmm. well, are they, they preach in for Jesus. Okay, then then they're okay by me. Sure. And uh, it's cool to kind of see that example right in the Bible in the sense to recognize that Mark Driscoll said and did a ton of things wrong, but there's also a lot of people that heard the gospel and came to, to, sure. to Jesus because of his preaching. And again, there's some fallout there, but I think, that the number of souls that will go to heaven as a result mm. of that um, ministry. Um, yeah, you know, I don't know about the end justifying the means, but I certainly am glad that those souls have yeah. an eternal destination in heaven versus the alternative. Right. Yeah. And I, th- and I think about it in that, in the context you shared, you know, I think it was the disciples as they were, you know, these people are going about, doing this, you know, and, and using your kind of your name, you know? And I think, unfortunately in our humanness, we can think of the kingdom in a very territorial way Mm -hmm. to the point that 
I'm doing the real work for God's kingdom and what you're doing <laughs> yeah. isn't isn't part of it. But I think from my per, my true perspective is what you do for the kingdom is what God's calling you to do. And I think you need to be about that, even if it's different than the the talents that I've been given to use in such a way. And I mm-hmm. and I, and I think, you know, that's what makes us ministers of the gospel to a certain degree is when we all take our talents in all of mm-hmm. our occupational dynamics and we use that to glorify the kingdom. Because I think we can be kind of territorial or mm-hmm. or even hierarchical, if you will, that what I'm doing is more important mm-hmm. than what you're doing. Because we want to sit next to Jesus. <laughs> the brothers, John. And, yeah. yeah, 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 the two brothers yeah, there, the sons of Zebedee. You yeah, know, it's the mom's like, like, can we get these guys to sit next to you in heaven? Yeah, one at your right and one at your yeah. left. We're yeah. all kind of doing that, I think. At times. Yeah. And I, and I like, uh, I was thinking about it a little more mm-hmm. as you... Uh, you mentioned the um, the fear dynamic, um, and I, where I was asking about the line, mm-hmm. and I think that is a that is connected because I think we can be so fearful about like the like the mm-hmm. lesser servant who was given one talent, we just take it and, and say and bury it, yeah. and I think there is something to be said for you know. What is it? It's uh, bold prayers honor God and God honors bold prayers. Mm-hmm. You know, that aspect of him knowing our heart in this process of going forward. And yet we, we aren't going to do it perfectly. Right. And yet I don't believe he's calling us to do it perfectly. He's just calling us to go forward in faith, recognizing that, yeah, there will be, I believe we all have our Mark Driscoll moments, if you will. Mm-hmm. The thing that made Mars Hill what it was, was because it was such a large kingdom, if you will. Mm-hmm. And and it, and that drew attention, you know, in our current cultural marketplace. Yeah. Large kingdom with the loud king. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and, I, and I think, you know, there again, kind of like you said about the 50 churches, I think that happens on a smaller scale quite often. Yeah. And we're just unaware of it. Yeah. A very common uh, kind of tra- tra- back <laughs> historical trauma for a lot of believers has to do with trauma in the church and mm-hmm. different things. That That's not uncommon. Right. Um, it's more common. It's painfully common, right? Sure. Where people were hurt in the church and as a result, carry around wounds the rest of their life. Mm -hmm. Um, Because we're just stinking human and we mess Mm -hmm. up. And like you said, we're about doing our part for the kingdom. And sometimes we're we're trying to do our part on smashing others out of the way. And sometimes, Mm -hmm. like you said, critiquing, you know, we're we're on both sides of the wall, building the wall of the kingdom. And we point at the other one and go, look at him. Yeah. He doesn't know how to build a wall. He's putting on the whatever wrong. And instead of doing our job and focusing on that, we're, you know, tearing down others or comparing mm-hmm. or or competition. Like, oh, he, mm-hmm. he's pretty quick at building a wall. I think I can go build a little bit quicker and a little bit better. And yeah. I think the, the master will approve of mine a little bit better. Even though his is okay, I think yeah. I can do, you know. Like, we're just, we do that. We're, we're human. Is there a competition in the kingdom? 
Well, I would say no, but uh-huh. <laughs> I definitely think we feel that. Um, yeah. Because we bring, it's our flesh, right? Our flesh is the thing that kind of makes the kingdom messy. Yeah. The, the, the kingdom as it is on this earth, which is why Jesus said you should pray that the king, this earth will be like the kingdom in heaven, mm-hmm. right? Like as mm-hmm. things are in heaven, that they'll be that way on earth. In other words, our flesh is settled. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and it, yeah. And I think it is that I know it's not first Peter. I know that verse in first Peter. So I know the other one wasn't first Peter, but still that, you know, that humbling of ourselves is what minimizes our, our, or makes our ability to cast our anxieties. And I think competition becomes a part of that. Yeah anxiety it's like am i doing it as good as someone else mm-hmm. but when i'm able to humble myself to a certain degree and recognize this isn't about my kingdom it's about god's kingdom and what you're doing is just as valuable mm-hmm. as what i'm doing that takes away that anxiety yeah and i think that's an important part when I, and that's where i guess where i'm asking for us i think we can get so caught up in productivity from our perspective and we lose and we can be more about the 99 than the one Mm -hmm. you follow me Mm -hmm. it's it's more the numbers Mm -hmm. the numbers become so important Mm -hmm. when we get caught up in the competition dynamic yeah no that's a great point and obviously the parable about Jesus going to get the the one when, mm-hmm. and leaving the 99 shows that he cares about the individual. Yeah. You know, more, if not more as much as the collective, right? Yeah. And I think the idea there is that the collective will take care of itself. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously mm-hmm. in the spiritual realm, God's got that and the one. Like, Sure. He, he has both. He has all power. But he's, yeah, I think just his his display of care for the individual mm. is I think meant to be a model and would kind of to your point, like we're not sure. meant to be hurting the one in order to, you know, gain the 99. But I kind of want to, so if you don't mind, I kind of yeah. want to transition this from this idea of church ministry, mm. uh, theology, uh, mm. you know, people in, in churches, uh, you know, into like, what does this mean for real life and for sure. for Bob who goes to work at the steel mo- steel mill and mm. and for me I'm a you know web developer slash manager that kind of thing like how does this tie into real life and am I if I'm out here you know building houses mm. am I am I missing the boat am I not you know mm. building his kingdom I'm building a literal house so mm. <laughs> I don't have time to build his kingdom in other words. You know, I'm I'm not an usher at church. I'm not a you know I don't volunteer in some aspect. And can this still be a reality for for me, that mm. guy? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's the, there's the question for you, Mark. Yeah, that's the question for me. Can yeah. and uh, it's interesting you say that because I believe yes that you know no matter what my occupation is. I can be a part of building God's kingdom with all the people that I interact with from that vein of life, if you will. And I think in a lot of cases, and this isn't, this isn't anything against the church. I think, you know, there are many 
who use their occupation to bring others just as much as many pastors would, you know, in a church setting. Mm -hmm. And that's nothing against those who work as pastors. Don't get me wrong. But I think of it even with Paul, you know, he, he hooked up with some other tent makers mm -hmm. and that was a part of his, you know, ministry that they would, you know, kind of, you know, be tent makers. And then they, they, you know, teach in the, you know, the temple on the weekends you know, as part of who they were. And I, and I, for me, that is an aspect of, okay, yeah, my occupation is my current ministry. And that's not to, here again, that's not minimizing those who are called to ministry, but I believe we're all called to a ministry mm -hmm. versus the ministry, if you will. And I, and I think that, um, I think it's important that Bob, Justin, Mark, Joe, you know, Sue, you know, that we don't lose sight of the fact that what, that God is calling us to our own kingdom building right where we're at, whether it's, whether it's cutting hair, teaching kids, you know, that kind of thing. I believe everybody has their kingdom building opportunity if you will, right where they're at. And I, and that's the other part of it. I think they're this whole dynamic of, well, I think of teachers, especially, you know, and this governmental dynamic that basically says, you know, we're not allowed to talk about Jesus in school, you know, and I really feel for those people who are caught in that dynamic because they feel that conflict and they feel that anxiety, if you will, well, I can't share my faith. And it's like, I think, I think there's going to come a day where it's going to be a lot more difficult for us to build the kingdom mm -hmm. based on persecution, if you will. But I do think that's just another aspect of kingdoms in conflict. And I think, you know, even in your question, that's, it will likely be more difficult from my perspective for the average um, employer or business person to be able to do their business, you know, in a Christian like manner or with a, you know, very much open Jesus follower dynamic. And I think, you know, we need right now is the time to be saying, OK, yeah, this may get more difficult. Because mm -hmm. I think there is a part where our um, in our building of our kingdom, we we can tend to forget that there are two kingdoms in conflict that are part of what we experience here on earth. There's God's kingdom and then the you know Satan's kingdom, and those those are very much opposed to one yeah. another. And I think yeah, that's I don't want to go too far down that track, but that would be how I would walk through that to where, yeah, I think there's going to be some shifting that occurs in the days that lie ahead, mm -hmm. biblically speaking. And it's going to be important to be mindful of, okay, do I continue to build my kingdom here on earth and do what I need to be comfortable here? Or am I mindful that this isn't the end? Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking about God's kingdom and the future that lies ahead and how I'm serving that in a way that is obedient mm -hmm. versus comfort, because I think it, those two can be in conflict. 
and it, but it's an indicator to me. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah. There's definitely some thoughts you want to challenge there, and that's okay too. No, right? not challenge at all. Just uh, add two. Yeah, that's fair um, enough. First Corinthians ten thirty one says, "Whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all mm. for the glory of God." And we memorized that as a basketball team in high school. Cause oh, wow. My coach means memorize that. We would say it before every game. And it was his way of saying, remember, when you go out on the basketball court, you're mm. a reflection of the kingdom you're part of, you know? Sure. And, um, and it's, but I just think about that. There's two sides to that. There's the, there's the command side where we're meant to be obedient, which is I need to live my life in a way that can bring glory to God. But there's also the flip side that he's saying, you can just eat. Mm. And you can just drink mm. and still bring me glory because mm. I created you sure, and I built you ex- exactly the way you were and to drink the way you do and eat the way you do it. You know what I mean? That I don't think we often think about that side of it is that he is pleased with our very existence mm. and we don't have to be standing on top of a, you know, soapbox inside of the, the, the the courtroom or whatever or the sure. the the what do you call that the meeting room right at your corporate offices I right? gotcha yeah conference room conference Man, room there you, you go can't, you don't have to be standing on a soapbox there preaching the gospel mm. to bring him glory sure you can just be a person of integrity you can be a person who's supportive and loving you can be someone who's kind and not you know critical you can be someone who's not competitive but instead builds others up to mm. your own detriment right like. There's so many ways to build his kingdom that for people who are not evangelists yeah. to still build his kingdom. Sure. And one of those ways is doing your craft well. Mm, sure. And I think, uh, again, often, I, I don't think that message gets preached often enough, which mm. is doing your craft well mm. With that idea in mind that, like, I'm building this because I'm part of a, his kingdom and I'm doing it for his glory. Sure. Like, I think that brings him so much glory. He doesn't need you to be preaching. Mm. Now, if he's called you to, he does need you to, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. there's there's a difference between callings, and I understand that. And But I really think there are many, 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 many people who mm. are just blue-collar workers, have no interest in being in the choir or being an usher or you know, preaching or, mm-hmm. you know, at Celebrate Recovery, you know, teaching there every other Friday night or whatever, like whatever that thing is, mm-hmm. but they show up at work and they do their craft well and they ha- they're they a person of integrity mm-hmm. and they don't take the bait when they have opportunities to cheat or, mm-hmm. or uh, you know, steal in one sense or another, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I do. I think all of those things are opportunities to build his kingdom and to bring mm-hmm. him glory versus only the 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 special magical ones yeah. that are preaching or evangelizing or you know what I mean I do and I think like you said as it becomes more difficult to preach using our words it will become that much more important to know how to preach using our actions sure you know and I think that's something that we take for granted now um that well I can just talk to them about Jesus and I think sometimes we maybe lose track of the fact that our actions matter so much. And mm-hmm. if you ever do get around to talking to them about Jesus, they are not interested because mm-hmm. they've seen who you are in that context and in that context, and they don't align. So why should they sure. trust anything you say? Right. 
So all that being said, I think mm. every one of us are called to do what we're called in the moment, whatever it is, whether mm. you eat or drink, do mm. it for the glory of God, you know? And I also think about like the craftsmen that he talked about that built mm. the temple mm-hmm. and the tabernacle. There's no mention of their spiritual spirituality or how sure. spiritual they were. And yet they are named in the Bible as being people mm. of importance in the building of the most important building project of all history, the place where God's sure. spirit was going to dwell and meet, you know, the kingdom. Um, I think there's, that's significant, right? No doubt. That there, there were people at that time that did their craft so well that only that single person in all the earth mm. could do this job. Sure. And they did it immaculately, mm. right? And it's talked about in the Bible. And I just think, Sometimes, again, we lose sight. We think about the priests and the Levites mm. and the, the coats that they had to wear with all the stones. Like, just all of the yeah. process of the temple. And, like, that's we're trying to replace that with our modern-day equivalents with pastors and whatever. But we forget about the craftsmen who built the temple. And it's interesting, you the, the way you said that. Only one person on earth and immaculate Mary came to mind for me. Mm. You know, to where it's not even necessarily always about the craftsman, the blue collar worker, mm-hmm. the executive. It's about kids. Yes. It's about teenagers. Yeah. It's good. You know, it's about, you know, anyone who knows Christ. And at that point, they become part of this exponential kingdom. You're in. Yeah, yeah, you're in and therefore you can begin yes. to enter into this process of kingdom yeah. building, whether you're a seven-year-old, 17-year-old or, you know, 70-year-old, mm-hmm. you know, that I, I really appreciate what you bring from that. Every person has their component of the kingdom that they mm-hmm. are able to build. Yeah. And even if I may, not in a, in a guilt sense, but that every person has that opportunity to build. Yeah. Yeah. Some, not, of, some of the people I think of, you know, growing up in life that I mm. respect the most are those who probably themselves would say, oh, I'm nothing in the kingdom and, you know, oh, shucks mm. kind of thing. And yet they just live a life of integrity and everyone knows it and they're just a beautiful person. And you just yeah. look at them and go, man, I wish I could be like that person. You know, I don't yeah. think, man, I wish I, I wish I could be like Mark Driscoll. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like, but you think of that, that kind of that humble person who goes to work and just shows up and is is Jesus to everyone they meet. And yeah. you know what I mean? I do. Um, that's just so laudable. And yet that person isn't thinking Oh, I'm, you know, yeah. all that. They're usually thinking the opposite. And I think there's something to be said for that humility, even if you are amazing at what you do, even sure. if you are, you know, the, the a great preacher or a great carver of stone and yeah, you know, yeah. build something for the temple, whatever that, or you're a Mary, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, there's something about that humility of recognizing, oh, I'm mm. part of this grand scheme, the kingdom. Yeah. And I get to be part of that. And I'm going to work on this little corner of the kingdom. And that person's working on that corner. Um, yeah. And you mentioned children, too. And I don't know. We we uh, I, we heard a message a few years back where he basically said, uh, actually, it was Pastor Troy. I don't know if he was quoting 
um, something or if this is something he researched, but he talked about Billy Graham's parents, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) What he ended up kind of bringing out of that was some of you, you know, are called to be Billy Graham. Some of you are called to be Billy Graham's parents. Mm -hmm. And that just hit me like square in the face. Like, wow. Like my whole life I've been thinking about how I've been thinking about doing ministry my whole life and how I mm. you know, just felt feel called, so to speak, and recognizing, like, I think sometimes I miss the forest for the trees. Like, I, I, I think, oh, I need to be doing all that, the 99, when God said, no, there's the one right in front of you, your children, you know, mm. and they have, you don't know that they're not going to 2x whatever you're doing, mm-hmm. and you need to... Invest in that, right? Invest mm-hmm. in in your family as a parent, recognizing that that might double your the 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 talents that God gave you when He comes mm-hmm. back and He goes, "Look at that! You got three kids. You you three x mm-hmm. your return." And sure. I'm like, "Well, what about the thing I did at Celebrate Recovery? What mm-hmm. about?" He's like, "No, no, no. This this is plenty, you know." Yeah. And I think for me personally, sometimes that becomes a sobering reminder and something that I now try to incorporate as a reminder in my mm-hmm. life, mm-hmm. you know, on a regular basis of like, how are you treating this part of your kingdom? You know, sure. like of his kingdom. How are you stewarding your yes. kingdom? Yes. Yeah. The one that you've been given. Yeah. 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 No doubt. But I just, I really like the idea that we are given opportunities to be excellent at certain things. Mm. And like you said, sometimes it's, parents right like in the excellent example of a parent and you look at them and go like wow mm-hmm. i want to be a parent like that you know and sometimes it's crafting you know carving stone and sometimes sure. in my case i like to think it's the code i write you know like mm-hmm. i feel like i'm crafting it i i just really care about it and i treat it as if i'm that guy you know mm-hmm. preparing to build the temple like that guy was really good because he had spent decades crafting right and sure. bu- building his craft and even apprenticing before that mm-hmm. um and so i like to think that the code i writes that way too whether mm-hmm. i end up coding for the temple or not is not really the point but just knowing that like that's a craft that i'm able to do mm-hmm. for his glory and it may, may or may not reflect on him the way i want it to but i'm gonna write it as if it does if that makes yeah, sense makes perfect sense yeah. do everything you do yeah yeah i think that's just a really fun thought mm. for me because it's like, well, I don't have to be, like I said, out mm-hmm. preaching. This matters too. Sure. You know? Yeah. That life of integrity. Yeah. Is is an important dynamic, oppor- or it's a dynamic opportunity we're given mm-hmm. to be able to be mindful. And, I, and it's, uh, yeah, I appreciate your uh, your clarification, maybe even on some of my my line thinking, where is the line too far? Hmm. But I think, you know, it isn't for me personally, it is in that dynamic where I tend to shift from the bigger kingdom to my kingdom mm-hmm. and what I want to do or what I'm, I should be doing or, yeah. but there is a, I want to recognize there is a, I believe there's a peace, if you will, that we can have when we're mindful that we're we're not just but we're part of a kingdom that is moving on mm-hmm. 
It's, it's not going to stop. It's not going to end. And what I do, but still what I choose to do can make a difference. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, you know, because it's not, if I'm starting to feel that anxiety, if I'm starting to feel that pressure, that competition for me, I might need to pull back a little bit because I think my focus has suddenly shifted or not suddenly, but maybe over time shifted. Yeah. And I think, you know, each life cycle stage is an opportunity for that to happen. Hmm. Yeah. You know, you bring up the kids, you know, it's like, well, what do I do when I get the empty nest? Mm -hmm. You know, because in our audience, there's going to be people who, so what do I do with that transition? You know, because I'm not necessarily working on building my family so much. And now, but, and I have these extra resources, you know, because I'm not, you know, funding my children so much anymore, you know, in that Mm -hmm. process. And it's just interesting to think about how I have this opportunity throughout my life to continue to reflect Mm. on whose kingdom I'm about and what does that mean for me today? For today, yeah. Yeah. For this month and this year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. I think one last final thought for me um too is i think in the last couple years i've really been trying to figure out the the balance between um so like doing worship for instance Mm -hmm. you are up on a stage in front of people and there is an aspect to doing your instrument well and your whether that's your voice or your 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 actual Mm -hmm. instrument and so there is this desire to do it well Mm -hmm. But in that desire to do it well, it's like this reflection process of did I do it well or not? And sometimes you say, yes, I did it well. And mm. it becomes difficult to remember why you're up there. It can become difficult to remember mm. why you're up there and instead be focused on the sound instead of the spirit, right? Sure. Um, and I think one of the things I've been slowly, I think, learning is this mm. thing that God uses that too. Mm. And it is the same answer as all the other things, which is continually remembering what kingdom I'm about. Mm-hmm. So I want my voice to sound better, but I want it to sound better for his kingdom. You know what I mean? And remembering that. And that it might sound like even like unbelievable to some people like, oh, you just, you know, it's it's about your own kingdom. It's like, well, yes, it's both. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of it. You know what I mean? I think when we bring glory to him, there's going to be very many times where it also brings us a certain amount of credibility and us a certain amount of sure. um, effervescent or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. like it, Accolades. It, it's supposed to set us apart. It's supposed mm-hmm. to make us, you know, you think of the Daniels in the Bible and you think mm-hmm. of Joseph. When we do what God wants us to do, there's a good chance we're going to stand out in a good way. Mm-hmm. So just remembering like that's part of this whole equation and you still have to put that on the altar too and like say, mm-hmm. okay, I see that now I'm getting more accolades or I'm not. Or so, you know, maybe they don't, didn't like what my singing sounded like. And does that matter for the kingdom? <sighs> okay. No, because I think I'm still called to do this. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to keep working on my craft, keep working on what I do, regardless of whether that person dislikes it or this person said I did an amazing job. Mm-hmm. It's not about either of those things, even though this one feels good and this one hurts mm-hmm. really bad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I do. Yeah. Continuing in the faithfulness of, yeah. with the opportunity you've been given and doing that 
to the best of your ability with God's glory, for God's glory, not being caught up in the perfection. Yeah. Just being in the obedience, I think is a, yeah. And recognizing that there's a chiseling that's happening, right? Oh, sure. When I like, for instance, the singing thing and so, you know, you hear enough accolades, then pride is very easy to come right in. And so a few Mm -hmm. critiques here and there is a good opportunity to chisel (laughs) some of that pride away and go, you're not all that. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think that's a balance that's important. And yeah, I don't want to need that balance. I want to just be humble, mm. but I, I recognize the reality too. of like, I'm human and the flesh is easily wooed. Yes. Yeah. And I think it, I think it are those who may have the chisel are quite often the people who have gone before us and know the, the shortfalls maybe at times to avoid, or did you ever think about doing it this way? Mm-hmm. And that becomes a part of our learning to be able to do what we do better yeah. as craftsmen for the kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Thanks for sharing, Justin. Thank you for sharing. This is how we see it. Hey. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you like how I see it, please do all the things that podcasts tell you to do. Subscribe, rate, review, follow us, uh, and or talk nicely about us on social media. If you want to reach out, the email is us at howiseeit.click. Yep, I said dot click, as in dot C-L-I-C-K. Please tell your friends about this show, and we'll see you on the next one.